Welcome to the Hardy Mom Podcast. My mom has tips and tricks to help you live well with health challenges. She'll even tell you how to get your kids to help out. Wait, what? Your health challenge, girl, I get it. Feeling anxious, depressed, don't you sweat Hi, Sue. I am so glad that you, you are here to join me today. Jen, it's so good to see you, and I'm so excited to be here, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh, me, too. So what is something great that's happened to you this month? This month, we took a trip that was two years delayed oh, because wow. everybody knows why. <laughs> right. And we went off to France. Um, we focused in on Provence, and it was just so wonderful to, I don't know about you, but like when I do things like that, reconnecting with my husband. Like we're not looking at anything but new shared experiences together. Uh, so that was a, that was a really fun thing we did this. Month. That is amazing. That is, that is amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Dancing in lavender fields. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. And, and you know, I love when you're away from home because you don't see anything that you need to do or work or anything. You just can just be yourself. You know, you and your husband can just, yeah, like you said, completely reconnect. Yeah. So wonderful. Yeah. So that's great. Well, you are here today to talk about what you do. And I just have to say, if you're listening and you have a small business or any business, really, whether it's the kind that Sue talks about or any business at all, listening to her podcast is going to help you because she has got some amazing things for everyone. Like episode 72, the difference between marketing and promotion. That's something that we all need to hear. And the reason that I brought Sue on today is because a lot of us can't work full-time jobs because I, my body won't go 40 hours a week doing what somebody else wants it to do. And so I do my own thing. And I think there's so many women who would like to do their own thing, but either they're having a rocky start or they don't know how to get it off the ground. And so I thought having you as a resource in general, will have all your information in the show notes and links to everything. And you can talk about those a little, but also just to hear some of the amazing, brilliant things you have to say about it, because you've got some great insight. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, we talk about in small business that you have to niche down and I've niched down to handmade product creators for the exact reasons, Jen, that you just mentioned. You know, there's a whole group of us out there for whatever reason. Either we're limited to our ability to get out of the house, either because there's physical or health limitations. Maybe you're home with children. Maybe you just like being like it's your personality that you like to be home more than you like being out, you know. Um, so there are so many different reasons why there's this group that is developed, which are handmade product creators, not the least of which people just love the idea of making and then being able to share what they've made with others. So that's what I've niched, niched into with Gift Biz Unwrapped. But uh, a lot of the business, solid basic business advice applies to a lot of handmade product businesses. Or, or product businesses overall, not just handmade, is what I meant to say. So. Right, because as a self-published author, there's a lot of things that I need to do because I don't have a publishing company doing them. And mm -hmm. a lot of your the, the way you do things and the advice that you give applies to somebody like me. Yeah, and I've done that too. I've gone that road too. So, <laughs> And it's so much work. And so to have somebody alongside you saying, well, this is, there's are there are things we don't know we don't know. 
Mm-hmm. And it's in some of your episodes on your podcast, Gift, Bid, Gift Biz Unwrapped, you talk about things I didn't know I didn't know and that I needed to know. So, yeah. Or, or you it. just need to be reminded. You know, sometimes just going back to some of the basics that you forget about as you layer on to businesses and they become more sophisticated and you start to try and do the latest, greatest thing that everyone's telling you about. Sometimes we forget some of those basics that you really still always need to keep in place. I do too. Like some of these, like you were referencing um, episode. So I have a, a different version of the podcast, which is called Tips and Talk, which is really just things I want to riff on. And that was where I did that features and benefits one. Um, I listened but, to the last one and that I have to say, I got so much out of it. It is great. And for those of you listening, if you meet Sue, Sue just reminds me of every friend I had when I was in school. Just that sweet, <laughs> that sweet person that you could just, I don't know, share everything with and, and really connect with. And it, you're just, I don't know. Aww. I just think you're an amazing I'm blushing. Person, so. I'm blushing. <laughs> That's so sweet of you, That's Jen. Great. Well, we were, we had a lot of fun getting together when we, we did. when we met in person just a couple of months ago, because we can do those things again. Yay. It is so wonderful. Yes, we we met in person at PodFest. We had gotten to know each other a little bit online. And uh, it's funny because a decade ago, I was telling my kids, don't meet anyone online. It's horrible. And now my husband's like, I don't feel safe with you meeting all your friends that are online. But <laughs> it's a new world. And that's just how things It go. is a new world. It is. And it's it, and things are new things are coming so fast. They are. They really are. But we but, can do it. We got it. We We do. So let's say there's somebody who's listening and they think, well, I want a gift business. I've been thinking about that. What would define a gift business and what's a good way to get started? I would define a gift business as anything and, and specifically for the people that I'm focusing on, anything that you're making that could be a gift for others or for yourself. You know, within this industry, clearly there are a lot of people who make pampering products things that we all want for our household. Maybe they knit things that we want and there's nothing wrong with buying gifts for yourself too. You know, so I would say for yourself or others, anything that kind of enriches our life, makes our life happier is really yummy. That gives us a nice kick to our day, you know, like anything like that. So that's what I would define as a gift. And when someone starts their business what I say is so many people start wrong and, and just intuitively, intuitively, because when you think about starting a business, the first thing you think of is, oh, I'm going to start a business. What am I going to name it? You know, and then they go and they set up their name. Maybe they make some products. They put it on a website like they get all of these things set up and in the works when really the very first thing you should do is test the market. You know, make sure there are a lot of different ways that you can do this, but make sure that what you sell, people will actually click the buy button, open up their wallet and give you cash to buy because lots of people will say, oh, this is so good or, oh, your cookies taste so good, but will they really trade dollars for it? And that's always the first step is validating the product that there's a market. You know, it doesn't mean that your product isn't fabulous. You know, it's made really well. It tastes really great. All of that can be true, but still people won't buy it. So you got to check that out first before you do anything. And when people do that, they save themselves a lot of anxiety, grief, and expense. Well, and so many businesses fail 
And I'll bet it's because many of them don't do exactly what you're saying. So right. what are what are a couple of good ways to do that to test it? A great way to do it is attend a local craft show. Okay. Or, you know, and and that can come in many different forms. Like it could be a church bazaar, it could be a table at a farmer's market, it could be entrance into a local sidewalk sale, somewhere where it's not just your friends and family. Okay. You know, because of course, what they don't want to hurt you. They're of course going to say it's great. So somewhere where you can get a real good gauge of whether your product will actually sell or not. The other thing that's really great about that is you also get a lot of customer feedback. Maybe they'd buy your product, but all the sizes are just too big. They would buy something that's a little bit smaller, or maybe you've advanced yourself and you're doing all of these really fancy scents or flavors when really what people want are more of the basics. And that varies by market also. So it's those little testing. So if you're listening to this and you go out and you do a craft show and you're disappointed because people aren't really buying to the extent that you wanted, make sure you're also observing because sometimes it's just little tweaks that you need to make to get from a product that doesn't sell at all to a product that can sell all day, every day. Okay. Yeah. That's really good advice. You see what's out there and what is selling. Mm -hmm. See what out there, see what's out there and what is selling from others. Cause it gives you an idea of where you can get a foothold, you know, something in the market that already doesn't exist, but also see what is selling from your table, you know, and what the comments right. are from your area. And don't be afraid to ask people too. You can even say to them, look, I'm just getting started. I'm testing out my products. I'd love for some feedback. What do you think? Honest feedback would really be helpful, you know, and then don't take it personally, <laughs> which for handmade right. businesses, because we're putting our it's heart so and soul hard, yeah. into what we have. Right. So it can be really personal, you know, versus you're selling something that someone else has made or you've had factory made when it's been made by your own hands. It's it can be really, really heartbreaking and personal. Yeah, I know I was we were at a craft show. Well, pre-COVID, you know, and there was there was several there were several tables where there were things that, you know, in 1960 they would have sold very fast, but no one was even going near their tables, and I felt so bad. I wanted, you know, I wanted to go get something just to make them feel better, yeah. but they, you know, but because they they obviously had not done any testing and they keep going and they pay for a table and and I heard a few people saying they paid more for the table than what they make but they keep they don't change so yeah. what your advice would be change and find well, what people do yeah want. I mean if it's not selling then you know the thing is with makers so many creatives can make a lot of different things like maybe they knit and they also paint you know that there's so many ways they can go with a business so there are options. Just you, you don't have to feel defeated if some if you go to validate your product and it doesn't work. You know, what other products could be made? And to your point, like if you're selling VHS tapes in today's world, you're not going to go very far, right? Right. Um, unless unless someone is looking for vintage things. I can't believe we call it vintage already, but I, I will. <laughs> but but so what's new? What's exciting? What or or how could you tweak your products to fit into today's environment? Here's a great one. We're not quite out of this yet, but three years ago, masks weren't ever a thing. Two right. years ago, they were all the rave. Now we're winding down. 
knock on wood, hopefully. Right. right. But, but so that's, those are the, that's an extravagant or exaggerated topic maybe, but like what, how does that apply to your product? You know, what's, you know, everything now, like in the food industry is healthy, you know, gluten-free, you know, all of those types of things, you know, what can you do to tweak your product to make it in line with what people are wanting today? Okay, that's great advice. So what are a few things if someone was just starting out and they thought, you know, I don't even know where I would start? How would they find a good idea? Or are there a few things that are just really hot right now? And if they could put their own spin on it? They had well, if you're time. making if you're making, then like I said before, go and validate it, you know, maybe you have a table that has two or three types of products of yours, not a million different random things but just two or three different things and see what people are gravitating to see where the sales are coming from. As I said, get feedback. And let's say you've done that and you found that your knitted coasters and scarves and all of that were a big hit and the color, and you looked at the colors that were selling and all that. And you're like, okay, so I can see where I can get some real regular sales with this. This is the way I'm going to go. It's at that point where you start formalizing your business. So this is then where you would legally decide on the name for your business. You know, there's all different things that you can consider for a name. Um, And then you'd register your business. If someone doesn't register their business, they automatically become a sole proprietor. That's just how it works. I always suggest that you, when you're ready and you know you're going to start your business and you're serious to register as an LLC, a limited liability company, because that gives you a protection between your personal finances and your business finances. You know, it protects you so no one can go after your house, your car, you know, anything like that. Heaven forbid they get hurt by the things you make. Now, seriously, using our example, who's going to get hurt by a knitted scarf? But you just don't want to take the risk. It's not, it's not worth it. So that, that's one thing that you do. Another thing you do at this stage is divide your finances and create a business account. I don't even care if you put $100 in your business account. Just put something there, get it started, and then everything that's business-related runs from that account. That's the way you're really able to know if you're profitable or not. Um, and I've started both of my businesses. I mean, I have I'll call they're still considered small businesses, you know, in the official title, but they're bigger small businesses. And I started everything without a loan, you know, just X amount of money in the bank. And I drew off of that. So as I got more sales, then I could add on more things to the business, but I've never, ever, ever been in debt. And I'll tell you, you might grow slower, but you sleep at night. So it's always the way I suggest people go. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's easy to get loans, but it's not always easy to pay them back. Right. And then there's so much. Yeah. And there's so much pressure. And then what happens, you're knowing that pressure. Like, let's say you're at a craft show, you're knowing that pressure. And so then that comes across in the way you talk to people. It's almost like you're begging them for the sale because you've got to reimburse yourself for your costs. You have a a payment that's due, you know, I'd much rather have someone say, you know what? $250 is a lot for a craft show table, but I'm going to invest in that. Hopefully I'll make that money back, but you're not taking out loans. Maybe you're taking out personal loans from your personal account, (laughs) you know, 
which means you put it into your business bank account and then pay from there. And then when you have more money, you can reimburse yourself back. But it's just, it's the way I've always suggested that people do it. It's I like that. And especially people with chronic illness. And right now I just read a thing that uh, Blue Cross did a study, 55% of Gen Z has diagnosed anxiety. Can you even imagine? Um, And so if people are having that level of anxiety, taking out a loan and having that pressure is not a good idea. So I like the idea of starting small and you're very successful. So, you know, slow and steady, right? Slow and steady. I've done it three times, you know, slow and never, ever alone at all. You know, the other thing is, especially with small businesses and just this whole genre we're talking in, nothing says you don't start a business on the side. You know, you have a full-time job that pays medical expenses, all of that, and you start on the side. And it also doesn't mean that you always have a goal to replace your full-time nine-to-five either. Some people never have that aspiration. They just get so much more fulfillment out of their own business but they're still going to do their full-time job too, you know, and that's success for them. You know, success for everybody looks a little bit different. So. Yeah, that's, that's good. And and there's some people where they think, Oh, you know what, if I made a couple hundred dollars a month, I would feel successful. And some people don't feel successful unless they make seven figures a year. Yeah. So it's, but it's okay wherever you are to do what you want to do. Yeah. The other thing I'm seeing that just makes me so happy is people creating a business that they can retire into. So they do a lot of the upfront work. They do a lot of the testing. They get things set up so it's ready to go. And they're selling, but they're not all in yet, but they have something to retire into. So they're not lost when they finally decide, okay, I'm done. (laughs) I'm retiring. Right. No, we're so fortunate, most of us, that at the age when we can retire, there's still a lot of living left to do. And some of that living can be business. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My husband just became retired, not really of his choice because of health things. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, but this is perfect because you can come in and work alongside me and he, you know, he's going to be my producer and do all kinds of things. And, And so he does, because the thought of just not working, he's not ready. He's only 51 you know, and so he wants to do things, you know, and there's a lot of people that they don't want to have to go 40 hours a week, they want to see their grandkids, or they want to travel or do whatever. And that's a great idea, though, get it set up, and know that it's making money so that when you put more time into it, Mm -hmm. that can help out. And even if you're set for retirement, which unfortunately, a lot of people are not, it would be good to have extra Well, yeah. And to your point, like $200 extra a month. Now we're talking extra. So that's pure profit, you know, not counting the costs of running the business. You know, if you have a website or you go to shows or whatever, but if you can clear $200, $250 a month, that is so doable. So doable. You know, what if it was a thousand? Right. You know, and and all of that really depends on how much time you want to put into it and how much time you want to commit to doing it, right? Because starting a business does take a commitment. You know, there's always people out there who say they have a business and they have a little business card printed up, but they're not really running it. Like they're not really doing it. So they can't really say I'm making any money because they're really not, but they can say they have a business. I'm not talking about those people. And if that serves you, then I'm not bashing that at all. But- um, 
there is no reason to go back to the point about being able to have an extra $200 a month. That's not hard. I mean, really, if you want to get creative, there are ways to do it, to fund your business. I mean, if you start making something, let's say you have a friend who works at a craft show and you ask them, hey, you know, can I have part of your table just to try this out, see what happens? I'll give you a portion of the sale, something like that. If you're a maker, you already that. have invested in product. You're making things. You That's have things true. to yeah. sell. And then you can just take that money and sell. And and yeah. you can join groups too, right? There's there's groups all over the place. You can join groups. You can sell online. You can sell on Facebook for nothing, pretty much. Yeah, so I have a course um, called Set Up and Sell in Facebook Shops. If you have a Facebook page, or a Facebook profile, so your personal profile, right. you can make a business page, doesn't cost you anything, and you can set up a shop and sell on Facebook. You can also do this on Instagram, but let's just talk. It kind of replicates itself. So the right. course is really talking about Facebook for the most part. Okay. But the cool thing is Facebook, once you set everything up, will take and pay those taxes for you. So in that very beginning, you're not even having to do any of that at all. So there really are very creative ways that you could, like, I don't, if, if you're saying you have no money to start your own business, even at a really small level, I'm going to be a little tough love here. I'm saying you're really not willing to put the energy in to figure it out because there are way, there are so many ways you can do it. You could have a little party at your house and have a couple of friends invite a couple of friends, you know, like those old, those, you know, right, parties like a Tupperware of, party back in the day. Yeah. 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 And have people come over for that. And this is perfect timing. I don't know when this is going to air, Jen, but holidays are going to be coming soon. People could come and buy gifts for the holidays. This is a validation area that doesn't cost you anything except maybe making some cookies and whatever would be the, you know, beverages and, you know, the festivities for a little right. party, right? So there you could see and get some initial sales. You well, know, the great and thing then about you- that is, is, you know, everyone wants to be a beta tester, right? Everyone wants to be in on the latest thing. And you could even sell it like, you know, bring your friends and have everybody give me feedback because then you'd get feedback and make sales. Uh-huh. And then you'd know how to tweak things, right? Because everybody can, you can, even if you could just make a couple of the things that you want to sell, sell those, make your profit, and then you can make a couple more. Yeah, I exactly. love your ideas. They're great. Exactly. I mean, you know, and then little by little, then all of a sudden, again, the validation is the very first thing. Right. But then once that's happened, you could set up a, an Etsy website. I uh, just actually um, was finishing up this morning a podcast that I have about the differences between Etsy and having your own website. And then I'm not going to I'm not going to do a teaser alert. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what my recommendation is. Um, but like there are ways to also then start selling online, which is awesome if you have a full time job and you're not able or physically right. you can't go to craft shows. So there are so many options now that even 10 years ago were harder to do than they are now. So, so much opportunity. Well, and the great thing is, so I have a 12 year old, well, she's almost 13. She ha- is, has been wanting to start her own business. And so she wants to set up an Etsy shop because she draws amazing things and she wants to do pictures of people and their dogs and all that kind of thing. And, and so she's right now going through that validation period where she's Good trying to figure out, you know, what, what's going to sell, what's not going to sell. And then do that because I told her, I said, 
you're so young, if you can start a business now, even if it just makes dollars a month, the first, you know, little while, by the time you're 18, (laughs) you're going to be set. Yeah. So Well, and just the experience of running a business. Now, I don't, just something that you said with that, Jen, I don't know what the rules are, but you know, the platform Fiverr. Mm -hmm. So Fiverr does a, has, has a ton of, they call them gigs. Right. Where for five, ten dollars, people will do custom drawings. So she could even look into that. Again, I don't know the legality behind that. It's not really a platform I ever talk about, but the idea came to mind just talking about that. But you should have your you should have your daughter come join us in Gift Bizbury's, my group. That would be fun. Yeah. Because she needs that. She yeah, she'd be around all different types of creators. And they all talk. There's a conversation going on in there as of this morning about a woman who's trying to decide what she's going to name her business. And so people are like chatting a little bit about that, you know, all different types of things, but she might get a kick out of it. Tell her to join if she wants to. She'll be in in a minute. That would be great because what yeah what she's doing is a little different than what I'm doing. And it's exactly along your lines. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people too, if, if if you have a talent but you think, oh, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. If everybody tells you, no, you are great at that. You should do that. You should, you know, try it. It mm-hmm. can't hurt. You know? Yeah. It, and that's the point is try it because so many people, this is, I've seen this so many times will say, oh, you should start a business. This is so great. Oh, you should start a business. And then this dream comes upon them that they never had themselves. Someone else put that dream there. This is actually the story that I start with in my book. And then it doesn't work because they don't start by validating, you know, they put too much money behind it first. You know, like some things that, that listen, if, if you're listening now and you've done it that way, the reason that happens is that's what we see as a consumer. You know, like when you go out and buy something, what do you do? You find out the name of a store online or brick and mortar. You go into the store and you see product and you exchange money. That's our entrance point into knowing any any product sale, right? So right. why wouldn't we do that if we're starting our own? Because you don't know the other stuff that should come beforehand. That's right. all. That's you don't all. know what you don't know. And so right. that, yeah, now they do. That's Now great. they do. Now they do. It's a golden <laughs> it's really nugget. Important, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know I've done a couple of things where I haven't tested before and then they don't work out at all. And I think, oh man, but that was such a good idea. Well, it was a good idea, but... You know, either it wasn't the time for that great idea or it was only a good idea to me. (laughs) Well, or if you would have found something to tweak, like, like, because if if it's not working again, I say, is there something little that just needs to be adjusted to make it work? You know, and those are all things you see when you're observing, you listen, you question and not take it personally. You know, then that's the, that's the key right there. Don't take it personally. And that's the hard part. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) it's like selling a house, you know, you feel like your house is your baby. And then people come through, I didn't like this. And I didn't like that. But it's not you, you know, it's your house. And and it's like, what? You're crazy. It's the best part of the house. Exactly. (laughs) And and people are like, oh, that's so nasty. And but but it's okay. It's not a personal affront. It's strictly business. And that's that's exactly right. Yeah, I have to do. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you you had an episode about marketing versus promotion. And I thought that. Oh, you want me to talk about, oh, so you've been listening to a lot of my tips and talk episodes. So those are my midweek, those are my midweek shows where I'll just like, I'll, I'll pick up on something that's being discussed in the group 
or I'll see something in the like industry of handmade. This is these, those are my chance where I get to just riff. I talk about whatever I'm going to talk about. Um, and so I talked about the difference between marketing and promotion and virtually you guys can go listen to the episode, but virtually what we're talking about is marketing is putting, putting more emphasis on your brand and the quality and what's behind you as a maker. When we get to promotions, promotions is direct selling. You know, I have this beaded jewelry necklace and it costs this, go to this website and buy, you know, so it's direct to the sale is when you're promoting or come sh- come see me at the craft show this weekend, 10 to five at, you know, downtown, wherever, right. Direct to the sale, asking for the sale. Marketing is more the, the other stuff, the things that allow people to want to buy from you because they like you as the maker, because you've told a story and they, and it doesn't have to be all the glitz and glamor. It could be I spilled my coffee on all the product that was going to the show this weekend. Now I have to remake all of it. You know, like that's why live video is so good because even in live video, if you might be direct selling, your personality is coming through. So people are getting to know you and, you know, we all know the low, no like trust factor. Like, you know, people talk about that all the time, but that's more of marketing. What's your brand? What are you about? What do you stand for? You know, do a portion of your sales go back to some cause that's really dear to you or for whatever reason you've attached to it? Um, Maybe they buy from you for no related reason, but they've just fallen in love with you as a personality. You know, you love dogs. They think you're cute because you love dogs. They even now love your dog because you share it. And so they're going to buy your product. Like there's not even really a direct relationship. But that's the branding. That's part of what's under your brand. Um, I like to tell the story that for me, people know that I love the color yellow and I love the snow. So I'll get pictures of people who will see, and I love candles. So people will see a yellow candle. They'll take a picture. They'll send it to me. In the winter, if a snowstorm is coming to the Chicago area, I get messages from all over the world. Sue, you must be so excited. Or Sue, there's a blizzard coming your way. Happy dance. Like, because they just know. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's so funny. And here's the really cool thing when you integrate that into your marketing is little triggers like that. Like people may not have even been thinking about me, but they hear about the blizzard. All of a sudden they remember me and then they think about my businesses and maybe they need to go listen to a podcast. Or they need to restock, you know, they're a ribbon print customer of ours. And so they need to restock, they need to place an order. And these are things that got triggered because I'm sharing something about myself. And in connection with that, they think of the business. That is kind of cool advice. Yeah, it's kind of cool how that happens. Well, and plus, you know, you think about it. Yeah, you really want to know if I if I have a choice of buying two things, and I know the person selling one, and I know what they're all about, and I'm for that. I'm going to be more likely, even if it's a little bit more than to spend some, like buy something on Amazon where, you know, I don't know, you know, I'd Mm -hmm. rather, I'd rather support the small business owner who is trying. And I, I I know, I feel like I know them, even if it's an online thing. Yeah. And even if it's another fellow maker, I mean, we want to support all makers, but you're going to probably go with the one you already know versus the one you don't, all things being equal. 
Right. Exactly. Well, that's the great thing about your group, too, because they can not only support each other in work, but have fellow customers right there because we're all looking for gifts all the time. And they do. And they it's so exciting. Can I share something that we're doing? Absolutely. So in the podcast also, I've started this other format called a bash. Yes, I heard that. And I thought, oh, that is brilliant. I love it. So listen to this. So people are coming on and I just finished recording the seventh one. People can sign up to be part of this bash. So if you're a maker and you're interested, there's there are limited spots or else the podcast episode will go too long. Right. But um, if you sign yourself up for a spot, then what happens is you get to come on and do a showcase of your business. And what's been happening is people who have um, different businesses might be looking for new handmade products from their area. Because they live in San Antonio and they have an, a section where they're featuring only gifts from made locally, let's say. Right. Or they're looking for chocolate make, you know, some type of other type of a chocolate that they want to add to what they put out in gift baskets or something like that, or in a local shop. So people who are listening are finding out about wholesale opportunities for their products People are collaborating together to create new products, like maybe um, maybe like a scarf and a pair of earrings, and they're merging them together as a product, and they're both selling them. Um, there's just a ton of things going on in the bashes for that are valuable to the person who's on the bash and the listener, and it's been unbelievably fabulous. So I yeah, I haven't listened exciting. to one of those yet, but I listened to you talking about it and I thought that is amazing. It's really cool. It is really cool. And and some of that even happened. It's it's valuable to be part of the bash because afterwards when we stop recording, everyone sits and talks a little longer and sometimes we go deeper there. But there's a lot to be had. I mean, there's one the, the one that I just finished editing this morning. A woman is totally reaching out and say, hey, if you make this, this, or this that you think my customers would like, get in touch with me. I want to know about your product. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is amazing. Yes. So, yeah, it's very fun. That Those are very fun. That would so, be great. And something yeah. like that would be great for me to to hear what people have because my audience, there's a lot of things that they need, comfort things and mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and homemade products just feel so much better. They really yeah. do. You know, well, if it's a blanket you know that, or whatever mm-hmm. to make them feel better. Yeah. And if you think about it, that's where everything started, right? You know, back in the colonies, what would happen? Or like on the, you know, way when we were just settling in America, what did the little towns have? They had different people who did different things that supplied the town, you know, whether it was a baker or, you know, a a blacksmith or toy store, you know, there weren't multiples. There was one of each specialty and they supplied the town and that was all handmade. And that's really how we developed as a, as a culture. Right. And they all work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you, if you had a rotten thing, then, you know, well, then you'd go back and and they they would just replace it for you because they were all friends. Yeah. That's, you know, that's kind of the feel that I try and right. harbor within handmade. I love this. So. This is so great. Yay. It is really great. <laughs> I really appreciate. I really do appreciate you. I I do. Well, the feeling is mutual, you know. 
So thank you so much for coming on today and taking the time to do this. And if people wanted to listen to your podcast, what is it called? It's called Gift Biz Unwrapped. Um, website of the same name. So and only one place you need to go to find me everywhere. Oh, great. And it's biz with a Z. Right. Because that yeah. would be important to know. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, have a wonderful week. And thank you again for joining me. Jen, thank you for inviting me on your show. I really appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Podcast, yeah, I'm here for you. Tips and tricks here that will help you. There's advice from experts and in interviews. Find time to be with your kids and family. I can help you get it done easily. So premenopausal or postpartum, all stages of womanhood, girl, we've got them. I've been there, I've done that too. With a hearty mom podcast, yeah, I'm here for you.